0: It's the Beckler and Shauna Podcast, your daily download of X ninety two Nights X mornings with Beckler and Shauna,
1: brought to you by Shane Holmes, offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Tuesday, March seventh, twenty twenty three. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Welcome to the Beckler and Shauna Pisscast. I got to be right. honest, Shauna, I um, I feel like the the winter is starting to wear on me. Yeah. You know, and I feel like, I feel like I'm not the only one. No. It seems to be a mood. Yep. Sort of a mood around here where people are maybe done with it.
0: Yeah, and it's been gloomy too, which the one yeah. thing about Calgary that I love so much is that it's normally pretty sunny in yeah. the winter, and so even if it's really cold or there's snow or whatever, you get the sunshine, you're like, okay, uh, and I'm affected by gloomy weather, and it's been gloomy the last few days. Like, yep. I see a bit of sun right now, thank the Lord. I'm hoping that that kind of peeks through, because it makes a huge difference.
1: Yes, but it's been snowing on and off yeah. for several days now. and And the other nice thing about Calgary is there's always a Chinook to look forward to, but not right now. No. It's going to be well below average for the rest of the week. So, And it's been, this late in the winter, you're just like, ugh. Yeah. I know uh, Kim from our promo department upstairs is just down here. And she's like, I was just looking at properties in Mexico. Yep.
0: <laughs> I think we're all starting because th- this, is a, this is the time of year in Canada where everybody's like, where are we going to go where we can get the frig away from this crap?
1: Where else could I live? Yes. <laughs> and it's just too long, man. Yeah. Like I know. It's just too, too long. Winter hit us early this year, hit us right after Halloween. It's been an nasty winter. November and December were awful. January was nice. February was awful. March is off to a bad start. It has not been a good winter.
0: And it sucks because normally, I mean, I like to snowboard. So if it's a crappy winter where there's lots of snow, I'm like, awesome. And even that, it's
1: been an awful snow year.
0: We haven't even gotten that.
1: <laughs> no, I'm ready for spring and mm-hmm. it's, I can feel it. I can feel the mood, you know? Yeah. Well, hopefully today's podcast helps. We're going to talk about a band that are they retail rock? We didn't think so. Maybe they are. It's a small town news going back over a hundred years. A word Sean is tired of hearing. We're going to talk about the effective altruism movement. This is real interesting, I found. Uh, An etymology, a TV trope, something Sean's friend has gotten into that we'd like to maybe start here and some theories on why we like the music that we do after your out-of-context clip of the show. Can we do it nude?
0: Well, that's what I... Every time I think of that, that's all I can think about. you'd really feel alive, wouldn't you? I was about to say, (laughs) then you'd really collect some some bystanders. (laughs) The Beckler and Shauna Podcast.
1: My brother sent me this. There's several theories he came across uh, about our music preferences and what might influence them.
0: Interesting. And each of
1: these claims has at least a little bit of research to back it up. Uh, and I'll give you I'll give you three of these, and you can tell me what you think if you if you buy this or not. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one: Researchers believe that the height of the parent most responsible for your upbringing may also be responsible for the speed of music that you like to listen to. For example, shorter parents with shorter legs carrying a child take shorter strides. They think it's possible that babies tune into the walking pace of the parent, influencing the speed of music they like. Interesting. That's quite a claim, isn't it? That is
0: quite the claim. You I also mean, think
1: there wouldn't be like a massive difference yeah. in the tempo or in, the, in, the, in like the pace of someone's steps based on how long their strides are? No, like, unless
0: you are extremely tall or freakishly short. Right. Yeah,
1: There'd be a slight difference, but, but enough not, to influence your music taste enough.
0: But I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense if you're used to a certain pace. Mm-hmm. When you're older, you will probably gravitate. To- Interesting. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, huh. You wonder also then, like in utero, mm-hmm. if like a mother's resting heartbeat yeah. could be an influence.
0: Or yeah, you live on like a train line or something. There's a certain <laughs> vibration, a certain frequency you're used to, like all that would then influence it. You'd could be
1: anything at that point, right? Yeah. Huh. Okay. So that okay. was one. Uh, number two In trials on mice Inflammation was reduced By 20% more When music was listened to Immediately after taking ibuprofen Hmm So if that's true for humans What they're claiming is that You know If you have any inflammation Any soreness Anything like that Take ibuprofen You listen to music And the ibuprofen works 20% better
0: Why would that be? I don't know it Relaxes you a little more So it Huh
1: Maybe or Maybe Maybe it's the healing powers of music Shauna.
0: Mm. There's a lot of studies on the healing powers of music, so there you go. Okay.
1: Uh, I also wonder, in studies like that, who causes the inflammation in mice? How do they do that? Yeah. How do they get these mice inflamed?
0: I hope they're just older, you know, so that they're naturally inflamed. I hope so. Yeah.
1: I hope they're not, like, punching the mice, you know? Yeah, that would be... Tiny punches? You know. I'm the guy who punches the mice down at the lab.
0: Yeah. (laughs) What I do is I put little boxing gloves on my fingers, and then...
1: (laughs) Right on the... Yeah. I beat the hell out of those little mice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, you want this one?
0: <laughs> Uppercut, bam! All
1: right, bring here's, me your whiskers. Here's the one I found most interesting okay. because I think most people most people would Who's agree got your tail? Sorry. That, <laughs> that music sounds better when you're high when you're high on cannabis, mm, right? The, yeah. I think there there is a reason that you know, people want to smoke weed at concerts and that sort of thing. People say music can sound better high. Here's the claim. Cannabis locks people into the moment, suppressing anticipation of what may come next in a song, meaning someone is more focused on each note being played. That makes sense. And I had never really thought of it like that. Nope. But it's true.
0: What about all like mushrooms and stuff too? I wonder.
1: I don't know. This was specifically related to cannabis. Oh, but,
0: but that does make sense. I mean, yeah, if you're focusing in on that exact moment, then you'll enjoy it more.
1: Yes, you're hearing every note as it's being played and enjoying it as it's being played, not thinking about yep what's coming next in the song.
0: That makes perfect sense. I like that one. That Which one I think makes the
1: most sense of all. True of life in general, couldn't it? It it ooh. being in the moment, enjoying the moment, not anticipating what's coming next, whether it be good or bad
0: so you should uh, just be high all the time
1: or live that's like you're saying. high yep okay live in the moment and that's what I guess what it does in music I agree with you I think that one makes the most sense out of the three claims
0: instead of live laugh love on my wall I'm gonna put live like you're high on my <laughs> wall like instead high. live <laughs> like you're high <laughs> Podcast. So, a friend of mine has started this community of people who go out into Lake Ontario in the winter and do a cold plunge every weekend, which is
1: pretty damn cool. I've seen her posts on Instagram. Yeah, yeah they're out there all the time.
0: Yeah. So it started with just her and her uh, friend, and actually, we used to do that here in Calgary, where we'd go dip into the Bow River, and mm-hmm. it was always way too early and frigid. And we were like, that was the thing that we kind of started here, and then she now is in Toronto and decided that she wanted to do the same thing, but. Uh, She's now have, like, this community has grown to, I think last time she did it, there were about 20 of them. Really? And then there were another 20 watching. (laughs) And it's getting this kind of following, and people are growing, and these strangers are now coming out to join in on this. I think it's awesome.
1: Well, I know that people are real big on the benefits of... What it is it Cold Water Immersion? Whatever the official t- title for it is. But I see these videos all over the place. People dipping in ice baths. and
0: Well, and remember when I went on my cat skiing trip a while back. And I, I went diving into the, the frigid ass cold. And, and it was the snow. And I was like, oh, that was just such a rejuvenating experience. And I was like, I want to do more of these types of cold plunges more often. Because it is. It's something that... I don't know what it is, but it resets you so quick when you go into something that cold. You're like, whoa, okay.
1: MNP Sports Center over here has a sport recovery tub, tub, a cold tub, and sometimes if I'm feeling brave enough after my workout, I'll dip in there and I'll move between the cold tub for a few minutes and the hot tub back and forth. And when you leave, you feel like you're high or something. It's an incredible feeling, but it is... It hurts when you're in the cold tub. Like it's kind of mind over matter.
0: Yes. Although it's great when you can go into a hot tub, I find it's way easier then. It's like dipping into the snow after you're, because you're then warm and it doesn't hurt quite as much. Whereas these guys just walk into the, Cold wade into Lake Ontario and stand in there, and every time they go, they try to do it longer and longer. <laughs> so the people who have been there for a while now, they're at seven minutes oh, of that's just pretty good. sitting in there.
1: I usually only make it three minutes in the in the cold tub.
0: Yeah, it takes a lot. Yeah, it really does. But
1: so, and then they got to get back out. I know. Into the cold, or you have someone, I guess you have a big robe waiting for you or something. They do,
0: but still, I was kind of like, I wish, like, that would be awesome if you had a sauna to go back into, or a hot tub right after, then I'd love it. But yeah, having to then venture back into the cold and walk all the way back to their vehicles or their their condos or whatever, I'm like, whoa!
1: Is there anywhere around here you could even do that?
0: That's what I was wondering, because I was like, I would love to start a Calgary chapter of this, but it's much nicer when you can wade in like that, unlike here where i mean the rivers are mostly frozen and if they're it's not they're dangerous, dangerous. Right? so is there anywhere
1: you need somewhere you could safely get in and and out past the ice yes and-
0: although we have a friend who she scuba dives in canmore in the winter in the winter so i'm wondering where she does mm-hmm. that but again like if it's just a little hole in the ice that's not going to work it's too dangerous
1: right you need a good entry and exit need,
0: yeah I wish there was somewhere like that, because that would be cool. I'd try it. They call them the weekend dippers out there, so we could do the Calgary chapter of the weekend dippers. The
1: Calgary chapter of the weekend. I'd give it a go. Yeah. Can we do it nude?
0: Well, that's what I... Every time I think of then that, that's really all I can think about. Then you'd really wouldn't you? I was about to say, then you'd really collect some some bystanders. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna Podcast.
1: We got a TV trope from Fred of the Show, Fred. Yeah, we do. About how in the movies, a pregnant woman's water always breaks at a funny time or an inopportune place. Mm -hmm. Uh, In reality, most pregnant women do not have their water break before labor begins. I uh, did some reading. It seems like it's between 8 and 15% of the time. Interesting. uh, Based on different claims I found online. That's it, hey? Um, But Fred made the point, he said, it'd be way more interesting if most of us were born in odd places because of that, you know? Way more fun that way. Much more high-risk deliveries, I think, than Mm -hmm. in the comfort of a modern hospital. But he's like, it'd be more fun if you could be like, remember Remember when I was born at the casino, like that sort of thing?
0: I believe my mom's water broke. Did Uh, yeah, because I was had when she didn't even have her gown off yet. I just wanted to pop right out of there. I was like, Let's go. So her water broke. They were frantically trying to drive to the airport and as they kind of wheeled her in, I was already out and was like, All right, we're good. can turn around and go back now. I'm so ready to explore She was already in labor world. then,
1: wasn't she? Yeah. If yeah. they were rushing her to the hospital.
0: Yes, but I mean that's what happens. I thought in a lot of the shows is like because that's the start to labor. you your water breaks and then you have to get rushed to the hospital, right?
1: She, it seems like the like the woman never knows in a show. She's just like standing there and then like there's water on the floor. And, oh my water! Let me. I see. She wasn't in the process. That's right. that's I when they know the they need to get or whatever to the hospital. And like, right. Yep. Yeah. If waters were just breaking all over the place, yeah, it'd be way funnier. Would gross?
0: No, it? so, there'd be a lot. Of- <laughs> You need the water breaking team. Everybody's gonna have their own hirees. Oh, geez, another water broke.
1: Yeah, god. and then we'd have babies being born just everywhere. Yeah. the bank, the gym, mm-hmm. everywhere.
0: Yeah, you always hear about the story. Like we love those stories because you always hear about them on the news. Oh, that it baby makes was the news. Yeah, it was. It was born on the side of the highway, and good old Samaritan Terry helped out. And but did her water was break? Thing. Was it
1: a mess in the vehicle? Oh, god. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Etymology with Shauna.
0: So, the word dexterity, I learned where that came from. Where's uh, that from? So, when you think about dexterity, it means uh, skill in performing tasks, especially with the hands, right? Yes. You're dexterous.
1: Yes. Nimble. You're totally. Nimble fingered.
0: Nimble fingered. So, dexterity comes from the Latin dexter, which just means on the right. And this comes from the fact that most people are right handed and more skillful with their right hand. So, is that true? If you're really? skillful, they said it comes from the right, and that is where dexterity came from.
1: So, the name Dexter just means right from the right on the right, mm-hmm. from, hmm. which is weird. Uh, there you go. Okay.
0: Uh, but this is funny because the opposite of Dexter or Dexter or dexterity is sinister, and sinister literally means on the left. Okay. And that's because lefties, way back when, were historically seen as the devil, or anything that happened on the left was seen as, you know, possessed by some evil spirit. Right. Um, And it goes back to, like, the Salem Witch Trials, for example, if you were left-handed, it shows that you were practicing the dark arts, that you were a witch. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Bible, there are 25 references to being left-handed, and all of them are extremely negative and talk about the devil and... How if you're lefty or anything on the left, it means you possess
1: devilish right. qualities. And I know they used to they used to encourage kids yep. not to write with their left hands, right? Until was, very recently. Because the devil would get you Then Yes. Right. No, I mean, the my, devil already had you.
0: I'm a lefty. Yeah. My gra- I'm, I'm the devil, obviously. Well, you're a witch. I know. It's very clear. <laughs> so, um, But my grandmother, when I started writing with my left hand, tried to change me to be right-handed because it was still not acceptable in her day and age to be right. left handed they would force you to try and go to the right so she constantly was taking the whatever writing utensil and moving it to my right hand and trying to force me to become a le- or a righty
1: I think part of that was because lefties smeared the ink too
0: uh, yeah. because
1: they dragged their hands through wet, like wet ink before
0: to, yeah we, but it was in school just yeah it was seen as you wanted to be right-handed, right handed not lefty like that was wrong
1: Cause So the devil because the devil I would never would have thought of Dex, Dexter, and Sinister as being opposites. No, I didn't think those two had anything to do with each other. And
0: but. they are—they're complete opposites. And Sinister just means lefty, which, again, because I'm the devil, I'm the witch the as witch, well. Yes. I'm everything. Yes. Etymology with Shauna. The Shauna
1: Podcast. Are you familiar with the effective altruism movement, Shauna? I am not. No, it's been part of some high-profile news stories recently. Uh, so essentially, it's it's trying to maximize the good one can do with the money they give to charity. So like they look for the most effective ways to save lives, and then they funnel all their money into that. And Makes like sense. it's very statistical. It's very data-driven. Okay. Uh, and they try to like take the emotion out of it, and basically, rather than giving to causes that feel good or that they care about, they really try to like maximize how much good they can do with their money interesting it is interesting um so sam bankman freed he was a billionaire who founded the cryptocurrency trading platform ftx Uh, he was one of the movement's key figures until he was arrested recently for fraud but he had said that he was basically earning to give like he wanted to make more and more money so that he could give more money away through this movement okay um but because of that because of because of his crimes the movement has been tarnished somewhat Uh, But it's interesting I I was listening to an interview On this recently And they said like The way effective altruists Look at it is like You can make more and more money But eventually The value of a dollar diminishes Which is true I think Of everyone right Yeah When you're five years old A dollar is a lot of money Totally When you're 40 And you make good money A dollar is not a lot of money Yep So it's the same for billionaires but if your money is going to save lives, then it always maintains its value, is what they argue. Okay. So, because it's just more, more lives that you can save. Right. So they look at something like mosquito nets, like bed nets in Africa, yep. will save a ton of lives. Deworming programs, vaccination programs, that's where they donate their money because it it's the cheapest way to save the most number of lives. Mm. Um, they've been criticized at times for being cold and calculated. Um, and I'll give you an example of this. So one of the key founders of the movement, his name is William McCaskill. And he was asked a question one time, I think at some sort of seminar, but he he was, he was asked if there's a building on fire and inside that building is a child that you can save or a Picasso, which you could then sell and save a thousand children, which do you save? And he said, I save the Picasso Hmm. because he can save more lives with that decision.
0: We've talked about this when it comes to, like, self-driving vehicles and stuff, too. Because, yeah, you have to start weighing people's lives against each other. Yeah, that's... It's the, weird. That's the
1: trolley problem. Yeah. I think which is a little bit different. Yeah. This is more... So, uh, p- real people who really believe in this, the true believers of effective altruism, they don't see geographic importance. They don't see, like... Right. proximity to the cause or anything like they, the, the a person dying on the street in front of you is no more important than a person dying on the other side of the world right that's how they look at yeah. it and it's very difficult for most people to to think like that mm-hmm. because taking full emotion out of it yeah, yeah that's not really how we approach things but it was funny in this interview um, the host they were talking about how many people in this movement really believe in it and how many people are doing it for social clout because it's really big in like I think the tech scene and all these like You know, wealthy tech people are all into it, Um, but he was saying he thinks that the way to tell if someone's really into it or not is if they still have both of their kidneys. And I thought he was kind of making a joke, but it turns out that many people in the EA movement have donated a kidney. Wow! It's kind of like a sign of the ultimate commitment, okay, to giving. Is it's, to be a living donor.
0: So instead of getting a badge saying you're, you know, belonging there, you just, you, you don't have a kidney. You have the scarf from your okay. kidney
1: donation, which I mean, I think is one of the most selfless things you can do. Absolutely. So that would be true commitment. That's impressive. It, it? You are like, you're taking all emotion, everything out of it. You're just doing. Ex- Although
0: I've thought about this before and I'm like, it, I would donate a kidney. Yeah? Yeah. If somebody needed my kidney. I too.
1: And, I got two good ones.
0: Right? Why not? I don't need them both. Yeah. One for you. Okay. Anybody need you. a kidney out there? The Beckler and Shauna Podcast.
1: So in that situation, Shauna, in the, in the the problem presented, do you save the child in the building or do you save the painting and use it to save way more children?
0: When you said child, like yeah, I, I think I would be haunted for the rest of my life if I let a child die in a burning building. So I would pick the child. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I could I don't I couldn't leave a kid in there either to no. save a painting, but effective altruists would argue that we are letting people die all the time with the decisions that we make, right? Yeah. Any, you know, you spend you spend money on a trip that could save someone's life overseas and we're doing this all the time. Although it's funny cuz
0: like the medical field, right? They calculate this type of thing without emotion all the time. And people mm-hmm. hate thinking of it that way, but like everyone in the medical field, they will always be making decisions that are emotionless and it's certain people are going to die if we do this Mm -hmm. but more people are going to live if we do this and that's the choice they're always making and people hate thinking of it that way but that's what they do and you have to
1: they have finite resources right if we cut from this it's going to cost this many lives if we cut from this it's going to like they have to make those decisions yeah all the time and you have to remove yourself from the emotion of it right because each one of those lives is a person who has a family and has you know,
0: And you have to operate that way, right? If you're a medical professional, you can't yep. base it on emotion. That's just not how it works, you
1: know? There's another one of these problems put forward by Peter Singer, who's uh, another guy associated with the movement. And he said, imagine a guy walking past a pond where he sees a drowning, a drowning child, but he's wearing a $1,000 suit and he doesn't want to go in. And wreck his suit, right? His suit will be destroyed if he goes in the pond, but he will save this kid's life. And he says, we're, walk- we're walking by ponds like this all the time in our lives. Mm-hmm. Like, just because you're, you see that kid in front of you. So there, there's no difference between a kid drowning in that pond and a kid drowning in a pond in Bangladesh or starving in Bangladesh. You know, it's, it's, it's the same value of life. Yep. But we put, place more value on... Different lives because of proximity to us because well, it makes
0: it again we 're emotional beings we so are it makes perfect sense. you see it happening right in front of you well you 're going to react differently than somebody across the world
1: yeah, um, and this drove me crazy during covid because people would say, well, if it saves even one life it's worth yeah. you know. All the hardships that have come Because of the restrictions And I I, I kept arguing that This is some These are decisions that we make All the time With where we choose to put money As a society Individually where we choose To put money Yeah You know like if you if you buy a vehicle that's a little more expensive than one you need, if your house is bigger than you need, if you take vacations, like these are all ways you, you could use that money to save lives, but I know a lot of people don't do that. So And I get that concept and you're right, but
0: on the other hand, that's how we are. We can't help it. Like if you see one life and you're like, "Oh yeah, if we just let that person die."
1: Do you think that do you think it changes as you become more and more comfortable, more wealthy? Do you think what changes? Like, your responsibility to to use some of this money for good. I think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because you, you can do more with it. hmm And you can probably see the results of what you can do with way more money than with just a little bit here and there, right? Like, giving a dollar here or there, well, you don't really see the benefit of it directly. Whereas, I think if you give more money and you have more money to give, then, yeah, you can actually see, wow, I actually, like, gave this village clean water
1: right Right, like, and I think that's a threshold that some of these ultra rich people pass where they're like I don't need another home I don't need a, a yacht there's I so could... many
0: people who, if, you've, if you're a billionaire you have more money than you can do anything with like that's just how it goes right so
1: but I think that's all relative because people will say like nobody needs a billion dollars right? which is probably true but I don't need the things that I have in my life right Totally. I don't need the house that I have. Oh, but we that's
0: but that's different than billions, billions of dollars. Like, could you actually spend that? Like, there are people who say, like, you you just can't. You get to a point where you you simply couldn't spend. That money on your own personal stuff, right? Didn't you like so? That's the point I'm talking about. But you're right, like millions, different story. You can spend that money, and it is all relative. And as you make more, you're going to spend more, and
1: that's always how it goes. But, but I mean, to pe- to a lot of people around the world who live in poor places, they would look at your life and my life and think this is excessive. Totally, like, the money that it we is. spend on luxury and and leisure, Yep. like it it is crazy. You know, yes, the, the space we still that we have have the- to
0: gauge. And I don't have unlimited money to spend. I still have right. to right. Whereas again, you get to a point when you're a multi-billionaire where,
1: but there are many people like that in the world. You it's could true. you could be still very wealthy and, and justify your lifestyle for sure. Yeah, and uh, that's so different.
0: I was just thinking, yeah, it, people who don't. There are people who right, like they Bill Gates, right, it. It. it's like there's, there's not enough. I can't. There's no way to spend all this. Right. Yeah. No. No. It is all relative for sure, and you can. You can always justify how much money you spend on any luxury item, right? And,
1: and if you started thinking like that, if you started thinking that this upgrade to my new vehicle is someone's life, yep. this trip is someone's life, and I'm I'm not, like, casting judgment on anybody. I don't do this, right? This isn't... Me neither. This isn't how I live. Mm-hmm. Um, I always think of that scene at the end of Schindler's List where he's looking at all of it. He's like, this ring could have saved three people. This car could have saved 15 people, right? Yeah. Like, if you, ever, if you did start thinking about like that, if you reprogrammed your brain totally your life would look a lot different wouldn't it totally would yep the Beckler and Shawna podcast is brought to you by Shane Holmes affordable customization is available through Shane Holmes shift walls if you need to expand rooms shrink rooms depending on what your family needs what works best for your lifestyle for more info visit shanehomes.com Shane Holmes the better way to build the Beckler and Shawna podcast
0: you know what term I don't overly like Beckler hmm woof have you seen this? The fact that people use "woof" to describe something they don't like—it's
1: big online, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: so I don't know why. I mean, it's been around for a while, and I just—it it bothers me because I just seem to see it more and more now, and I don't know why. Just ew, woof. Woof, I don't like that. Just woof.
1: Yeah, it's pretty low effort, isn't it? It is. It doesn't take a whole lot of thought or intelligence to just type woof on something. It's
0: like it's it's what a dog says. Like, why (laughs) are we going woof?
1: Uh, I'll make an exception for the movie Home Alone, where Kevin McAllister looks at Buzz's girlfriend and says woof. Buzz's girlfriend. Is that loved. where that came from? Might be. I don't know if that's where the people who use it online have drawn inspiration from, but yeah. that was a funny line.
0: Yeah. I think it used to be used in the gay community for something else. Really? Yeah. Yeah, from what I gather. But for then what? it transformed... Oh, jeez. I think just somebody... Like, if somebody looks good, I should look into this before I say that. But
1: well, that's a good thing, then.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was. And that was different. But now it's just been used, like, now it's just kind of used as a blanket, just ew term. And mm-hmm. I just, now it, bo- it bothers me. That bothers me. Woof. Yeah. You look at, woof.
1: It's okay, one of, just like...
0: Speak English. That's that's what, do- again, like, dogs, woof, you can <sighs> use another word to describe what you don't like.
1: It's one of, like, a million internet cliches that people just, like, you know, throw on a post they don't like.
0: Yes, just say just, something a little more creative, you know. Just something yeah. that maybe describes a little more what you're thinking. Just woof. We got
1: a million words in our language. Woof. Literally a million words. Woof. <laughs> woof. And you're going woof. <laughs> the
0: Beckler and Shauna podcast. I got a message
1: from friend of the show, Noel, and he's with some small town news. Oh yeah. So this is a. It's funny. Uh, also, my phone corrected Noel's name to neoliberal, which is a really funny.
0: That is autocorrect. Really
1: funny. Yep. Uh, good, but good. this is a photo of a newspaper from Kansas called the Freeman's Lance. Dated 1895. Amazing. And uh, you recently brought some old newspaper clippings from a newspaper in Balf Alberta, in right? In
0: Alberta. Oh. And the G's, they were mundane. Yeah, news, things that made news back then, just...
1: Small town news is already pretty mundane. Yeah. And then you go back 100 years, and it was, and it was really mundane. Not a whole lot going on, here. Yeah. And this is no different, so I think we could probably just read these word for word, because... Yeah. Small town news with Beckler and Shauna. Good evening. Our top story tonight. Bud Wilson is still quite sick.
0: The dog poisoner is abroad again.
1: No papers came on Sunday's 3 o'clock mail.
0: Charlie Council is stock Rutzler for Dascom.
1: There's all kinds of spelling errors and this what typos. Did, oh, my God. Yeah, I'm sorry. Mr. Ehrlicher got back Friday from his trip south.
0: Mrs. Wilma, I don't know what WM stands for. Don't either. Okay. Taylor has been quite sick for several days.
1: Bill Hoy returned from home Sunday from Blackwell OT. Oh, my God. Spiritualism
0: is still the topic
1: of the day at Cedarvale. And Dr. Smedley, the spectacle man, was in town last week. Holy man. The Beckler
0: and Shauna podcast.
1: So my boyfriend
0: had something kind of interesting happen to him recently. Uh, A friend of his absolutely lost it on him now they're good friends in in fact we went to this friend's wedding so this is how close they are but uh, his friend is also a client of his so they do a bit of business together and uh, i guess one of my boyfriend's coworkers promised this guy something that actually wasn't realistically possible so my boyfriend went to explain this to him and the dude lost it like went off the rails turned as red as my boyfriend said he's ever seen anybody turn, screamed on the top of his lungs to the point where a bunch of security started coming over, police chief came over and this guy just like absolutely lost it for about 15 minutes on my boyfriend after all this. And it's it's tough because I heard this and I was like, from what you're describing, it almost sounds like a blackout rage of some sort. Like, that's not a normal reaction to something. No. And it's, I, I won't explain no. the specifics, but it's not a big, it wasn't really a big deal. And this guy just like, I guess because it happened so last minute and he he just couldn't register it. And I was like, yeah, but this is something else.
1: Like. Yeah. And I mean, there's going to be disputes in business and stuff and in friendship. Yep. Um But that's not a... That's not a normal reaction. And I say that as a hothead. Yeah. That's not a normal reaction. Uh, does this guy have like... Does he have mental health issues? Does he... And
0: not that not that we're aware. Hmm. Uh, and they've been friends for quite some time. So you'd think that maybe you would have seen this in the past. Yeah. That being said, his wife was there and she was saying like, this is kind of like the old you. So she was uh, saying so some She was things. trying to
1: talk him down too? She was.
0: And she was losing it on him. But <laughs> from what the, she was saying, it sounds like she has seen this
1: before. Okay,
0: But my boyfriend hasn't and he said like it's crazy because they at the end wound up there's this picture of them together and the dude's face is still so beat red it's the reddest I've ever seen any face and that was apparently like 15 minutes after the
1: ordeal The guy's blood pressure just through the roof just hey. through
0: the roof so it's tough because you know i I said to my boyfriend i said it sounds like he may have some anger anger issues yeah
1: by the sounds of it and
0: in that case you feel bad for the guy because obviously it's something he's been working on and he recently got married and you can tell that he's you know been working on so you almost want to sympathize with the guy in that case because it's like wow if you have something like that that happens where you like full out see red that's tough and you have Uh, to try and manage that non-stop but on the other hand you know they've been close friends, and my boyfriend's like, "I don't. Do I trust the guy now? Like, what? And yeah, now he, what? Yeah. Like, how do we approach this now? Has uh, he apologized? He has, and he did immediately after, and he did explain like he feels so awful about it, and okay. it was all via text. He was texting him after the night and saying like, "I'm so so sorry. I didn't mean to do this. Blah blah blah." So that's good, but still,
1: that's awkward. It's really tough. That's really awkward
0: because you're just like, "Is this going to happen sometime down the line again?" And. How do I know? Uh, It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. So... I mean,
1: as someone who's been known to fly off the handle myself...
0: Have you ever you're been in a blackout, like a blind rage before like that? Like
1: maybe back when I was playing video games. Mm, that's the fare. angriest I've ever been in my life, and that's why I'm currently serving a lifetime ban yes. from the commissioner who is yeah. my wife.
0: Yes, makes perfect so sense. <laughs>
1: I'm just mm-hmm. not allowed to play video games anymore, and really it's better for everyone that I don't. It probably is, yeah. Um but I mean as you know, as someone who has had the the odd schmelty like that, you're ultimately responsible for how you react to things, right? Yeah. You're you're an adult. You're mm-hmm. I mean that's how I had to look at it. I think yeah. I've gotten a lot better. I don't have the schmelties anymore. That's good. That's He's good. He's got the schmelties.
0: Because this guy, like the face, man, it was it was almost like comedic how red yeah. his face was. Like I was just like, I didn't know that a face could get that red. <laughs> so I hope... Uh, wow. Yeah, I hope so they can work through it. And, you know, it's, I think it's going to take some time, obviously. Yeah, Uh, And they'll both have to kind of decide how they...
1: That's traumatic for Cliff, isn't it? To be on the receiving end of that. I've
0: never seen him so rattled. He said he's never seen or ever been treated that way. He's never dealt with that ever in his life. And he didn't sleep a wink that night. It was
1: awful. Like and that's not that. that's not the kind of a cliff is at all no nope. right so it was probably
0: and he just took it because you know yeah. again it's a what friend and do? he's a client <laughs> try to, Like, yeah. try to
1: match this guy's anger like that you can't do that so like,
0: I actually think a head might pop off if you tried to do that the Beckler and Shauna
1: podcast well this
0: is a bit weird Beckler I was in the grocery store yesterday and they had the usual retail rock playlist on you know all the classics that we yep. talked about before and then a song came on that I was like what What is this? It was the Arkells.
1: They're not retail rock.
0: I didn't think so. At least not yet. Maybe one day, but. I couldn't believe it. And it was a song, though. It's not one of their singles. It's a song that I vaguely even remembered. It's back from Morning Report in 2016 or whatever. This is what it sounds like.
1: So this song came
0: on. That was my favorite song on that album. Yeah. I can't believe that that was in the retail rock playlist.
1: It snuck its way in there, hey? It
0: did, and at the time, it kind of blended in just a little bit. And I was just like, "What is this?" And I, I was like, "This is the Arcells." Like, wait, hold on, hold on. This is not what you normally hear in the background, and don't because it normally just melds together and you hear yeah. the same sound. I was like, "What is going on here?" Like is Is that retail rock is, Did somebody hear that And go that That passes enough For retail rock Or is this just some sort of Rogue retail rock programmer Who
1: That's what I'm thinking Yeah Yep <sighs> Somebody got their hands On that retail rock playlist Which is like We're gonna you know, insult
0: we're insert some, little some little non- retail, you know, a, little a little bit of spice A little bit of flavor Wow
1: bit. And it, re- it would really pop In a grocery store right Cause you're just like oh, That's not right yeah. It's not what we're used to hearing. But
0: like, I don't know, of all of their songs, it was like, I guess it kind of is the most blend inable, but it's not. <laughs> it's still like, it. Just, that's why my ears perked up. I was like, hold on, hold I, on.
1: I don't see Arkell as ever becoming retail rock. No? No. How come? I, because I think their songs are just too present right now. Mm, okay. I think there will always be, you know, like a classic rock station playing them 30 years from now. They'll oh, be like, okay. they'll be like an April Wine or something, you know? Interesting. Doing the casino circuit, doing the festivals in the summer, as maybe. As you do. yep. That's if they, you know, don't get to the the level where they're huge forever. Right. Right. But I don't see them ever being relegated to retail rock. Okay. Because that means that that the only place you'll hear them is at a grocery store. And I think they're too important for that. So
0: Okay. Good. Because they're one of my favorite bands. When I heard that, I was like, what is happening in my life? Something is off kilter.